Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers, now when you sign up using promo code DNVR, special offer where you make a $5 bet, you win the bet, and then you get $200 in bonus bets instantly. That's with code DNVR for new customers and only with DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm your host, Patrick Lyons, and joining me today is Spencer Smith here in studio. What's up, dude? Glad and to be back. And I think somewhere out in the in the ether floating in the air, you can see her better than I can, it would be Susie Hunter. Or you might not be able to see her at all. She'll join us here at some point from Los Angeles, a place that is never a good place for the Rockies <laughs> to have to go and to visit. And uh, Spence, I mean, you, you said you were already, look at the grimacing on your face. What is it right now? Is it are you are you upset because of the Rockies? Is just thought of LA? Was it the wind last night? Was it the two and zero start? Now they've lost three in a row. Is it that Susie, you know, had to deal with the cold weather and she's going to LA to visit family, and so it should be happier? It's probably all of those things. But go ahead, I'll let you. It speak. is. We need Robo Ups. <laughs> what the? F- mm. That game is completely changed by a idiotic missed third strike call. From Mark Carlson. Yeah. It completely changed the entire game. That's strike three. That's Rockies 4-2. Feltner feels good about himself. And we end up with this shit show that we ended up seeing last night. Mm. It was kind of a shit show, you guys. It was kind of messy. Yeah, it was uh, disappointing. Feltner, you know, was was solid. He can have spouts of uh, or spurts of, of innings where, you know, he might walk some batters and that ultimately was his undoing. But, you know... He, in the fifth inning, third time through the lineup, strikes out Mookie Betts, ties a career high in seven strikeouts, and you go, there's something here with this young man. And there, there really is. You know, on, Down in spring training, there are a couple people on the backfields looking at uh, Ryan Feltner and just kind of saying, like, how do people not talk about him more? Like, especially, like, his upside, you know? And we haven't, we've, we've seen him touch on that potential. He hasn't put all of those pieces together, but I think you saw it a little bit last night. Like, there's that potential there. There's also the uh, the definite potential of, of frustrating when you're walking guys, but it doesn't help when the home plate umpire is is taking a couple out of your back pocket. That wasn't even borderline. That was like clearly in the strike zone. Like, do the Dodgers need any more help? No, they don't. We do. We need some help. We need some love. And that was we didn't get any. We str- we went dry on the love from the umpires last night for sure. <laughs> Yeah, Mark Carlson has some enemies in Colorado right now. But I mean, I did talk to, you know, I talked to Ryan Feltner after that. And he's just like, you know, we're all just doing our best out here. It's very, you know, very solid answer from the young man. But still, it was rough. And that one thing, that one moment, this game could have gone totally differently. But at the same time, you know, a lot of other things went wrong that the Rockies could have, you know, tried to stop. And that didn't happen either. So... So at one point in this game, Rockies did lead 4-2. I mean, that was that was the fifth inning. They they the bats ended up kind of breaking out just a little bit. Uh, they got some momentum. Bottom of the lineup came through uh, fairly nicely. That's been one of the questions we talked about that on Monday's show. You know, can't just be Chris Bryant, Charlie Blackman, and C.J. Crone. And it and it wasn't. You know, Howard Castro uh, came through in a in a big spot. So. They're leading 4-2. You get the bases loaded, unfortunately. You know, you uh, Feltner walks two batters. you got to lift him. And then at that point, 
I think this is where some fans are probably disappointed because it didn't work out. It's easy to to go back. And hindsight's twenty twenty to go and say, ah, maybe you should have gone a different way. But had they gotten that out there, had Jake Bird gotten that third out without harm, you still had four innings left to go with about five relievers in your bullpen. You, you still got tomorrow night to worry about, so maybe you don't want to use some of your best guys. It was going to be a close game. You you have confidence in Jake Bird to do it for the third time in fifth day, uh, fifth time, uh, excuse me, third time in uh, five days to just get that one out. He does it. The floodgates open up for seven runs, and there's there's kind of no looking back. Connor Seabold, congratulations on your major league de- or you know, your Rockies debut there, uh, which was unfortunate. I think you get the one out from Bird, you can get two innings from Seabold, and then you could turn it over to Lamette and Lawrence and Pierce Johnson. Um, did either of you have any thought of like, uh, you know what, maybe let's go with somebody that hasn't been uh, used up as much. Maybe maybe you flip the script and go Pierce Johnson because you're going closer by committee. Or is that a spot where you want to get uh, a quick out from Justin Lawrence uh, and get the strikeout and then have him maybe go back out again in the sixth inning? Uh, what were your thoughts in that spot with the bases loaded in two outs in the fifth inning of a 4-2 ball game against the Dodgers last night? I thought... I- yeah, I mean, maybe you go to someone else in that circumstance, but I thought that it was kind of a, it was so, like, it happened so quickly yeah. that he went downhill, Feltner, essentially, that I don't think it really resonated with the, the entire Rockies organization at that point or the or the coaching staff, like, oh, we, you know, this this is a pivotal moment. It turned to a pivotal moment, obviously, when the bases got loaded. He walked a few guys, and, and that's really my, you know, the Rockies pitching hasn't been great, these first four games of the season, five games, excuse me, of the season. But I think overall, the walking guys is obviously killing us. And yeah. and that's one of my biggest frustrations in general when I watch, you know, I'm sitting here on this this chair, obviously not in the major leagues, um, not striking people out and not throwing strikes. But that is one of the biggest, when you don't make somebody take the bat off their shoulder, it, it's kind of hard to become an effective pitcher. You know, you put the ball in play, Give, you know, the Rockies have a couple of, of above average defenders mm-hmm. in certain spots. Give those guys a chance, you know. And the way the wind was blowing last night, there were certain balls that, like that that Chris Taylor home run, if that's hit a quarter of an inch lower on the bat, it's it's a fly ball, you know. Sure. And most, most home runs are generally like that. But the wind was so bad that it was affecting so many balls that I don't think it wasn't like, a, you know, everything's going out tonight type of scenario. Chris Taylor had to hit that absolutely perfect um, so I think just the the way it went downhill so quickly, Feltner looked a little rattled. Um, obviously, you know, he had the strike three, didn't get it, and then walked another guy. So they had to kind of, like, throw it together, and Jake, Jake Bird got put in a bad situation, but he also threw just meatball after meatball. So can't be doing that either. No. Yeah, uh, Buddy was even saying, too, after the game, you know, Jake Bird's got some work to do in getting – you know, just getting the ball down a little bit more. So, yeah, the wind, I I was joking last night about this. The wind was a rostered outfielder last night because the wind did more for the Dodgers than anyone, I think. And looking at Chris Bryant also out there, he looked bewildered because there were so many balls that he thought he had that just, like, disappeared from his line of catching. It was just, it was insane. Yeah, that uh, eighth inning, the Rockies hit three balls. They 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 tagged them. It was Bryant, Blackman, Crone hit the hit a fly ball. Three hundred forty eight feet for Bryant, three thirty five for Blackman, three seventy nine for CJ Crone. Had the win not been that rostered outfielder, as you put it, Susie, you know maybe 
you know, we have a different result uh, and definitely momentum gets to be on the Rockies side. So uh, that last one by CJ Crone, in fact, uh, had an expected batting average of 830. So that kind of gives you an idea. I, I wasn't sure if it donged or not. I, I didn't get a chance to go back to find out <laughs> if it would have donged anywhere. Uh, but nevertheless, yeah, that was kind of disappointing. And then, you know, going back to, to Jake Bird, you're right. You know, he didn't execute. Uh, I, I do think he's just, he's such a reliable guy that, you know, we talked about it this off season. Last year he came up uh, in late May and he was immediately one of the most reliable guys that Bud Black would go to in the bullpen and immediately had his trust. And so for a guy who missed half of spring training because of an oblique strain, uh, taking Daniel Bard's spot uh, once Bard went on the uh, 15-day IL, you go, all right, you're really throwing him into the fire, but that's also the confidence that you have in Jake Bird. And if, if Bud Black didn't think he could go in that spot, he wouldn't have put him out there. So uh, it's just kind of an unfortunate way that that kind of went. You got the umpires, you, you got the wind. It just made for kind of a, a messy situation in general. One thing I did enjoy was seeing all the people in L.A. And sorry that you're out there, Susan, have to deal with this. It's probably not as bad for you. Um, but when they were showing like all the fans and there are these California people that are used to it being 80 <laughs> and they're liking fucking beanies. I'm like, it's probably like 60 degrees. Like if the, if we had that same weather in Denver on Thursday, which we looks like we kind of will for opening yeah. day, there'll be shorts, there'll be flip flops. There might be tarps off in the stands and these people <laughs> are sitting there freezing. And I'm like, you guys are so lame. Listen, it wasn't just the temperature itself. That wind that was coming in was so cold. I could not sit in the press box. I had to sit in the cafeteria. It was it was just too much. And also, Dodger Stadium, that press box does not have windows. You can't close that. You don't have that option. Because why would you need that option? But it was brutal. I promise you, uh, people in LA were not being overdramatic. And I, they usually are. It was just really miserable out there. There well, you have it, Susie Hunter, on the side of Dodgers fans. Uh, other other than you being out there, I just didn't feel bad for anyone out there. <laughs> it was it was purple, so funny because bad. like it was so funny earlier in that game, like those first four innings flew by. I was yeah. like, these guys must be so miserable out there, just in these conditions. They are just trying to get out of this game as fast as they can. I swear. I wish I could have asked them. You know, it's just. I think they were still thawing out after the game. I think it was at 2.47 was uh, the the official time on that. And it, yeah, it I thought feel... it was going to be like a sub-two game yesterday. Yeah, I, I want to I get into that. Are we going to see uh, a franchise record here with that? We did see a record of sorts, a tying record, because no one has hit three triples against the Rockies in a game. James Outman, rookie James Outman, hit two. That's the 30th time that that's ever happened. I would actually would have guessed the number might have been a little bit higher. Um, but only ninth on the road. So 21 of those has come at Coors Field, which I was is a gonna, triples factory. I was going to say, at Coors Field, that doesn't seem that seems like a, a gettable number for with the, the alleys the way they are. Very true. Shout out to uh, Alan Trejo, who, who started a nice double play early on in the game, coming in on a ball. That was uh, that was a critical moment, getting his first start of the year and getting his his first plate appearance. That's weird. We saw we saw two of those in Game Five. Connor Siebold finally getting a chance to pitch. Uh, and then we finally get to see Alan Trejo in a, in a starting role. Uh, comes away with two hits, a double, and you go, man, this guy, he just does everything right. Is it sad that in my anger of that mess of a fifth inning, I was also mad at Trejo because a little quicker move and a more athletic shortstop maybe makes that play on J.D. Martinez and ends the inning? Mm. <laughs> Is that fair? It's not fair. Emotions are high right now. Yeah, I'm, I was angry, and I'm still angry. I mean, it's still J.D. Martinez. You got to, you know, recognize that. 
you got to recognize that the corner of Colfax and York is the spot to be for any of your Colorado sports watching uh, ambitions. This this is the spot, even if it's not. I mean, on Sunday, the crowd was awesome here for the Women's National Championship. Like, that was so much fun. And again, I love seeing that look on diehards face when they go, oh, I get 15% off my food and drink. Like, I was just coming here to hang out to watch the game, and then I also saved $15. Uh, and yeah, I'm going to get a shirt, and I'm going to save $20 on that as well, which you can do over at dnvrlocker.com. It's also where you're going to go to get your tickets for the tailgates, um, any of the watch parties, or, or rather the takeovers that we have. Um, we got one coming up here at the end of the month. It's April, so yeah, end of the month, April 29th, against the Arizona Diamondbacks. I'm pumped. Can't wait. Love me a Saturday afternoon, evening at Coors Field. It is the best. And I think we just dropped over on the DNVR Sports account on Twitter the new shirt that we have. And I think that's the shirt that everyone, if, you, if you're there for the takeover, you're getting a free shirt in addition to some uh, money uh, on your on your ticket so that you can go and, and get some food or whatever. But you can get a free shirt. The brand new one that just dropped today, you're going to get one uh, with your uh, with your ticket for the takeover. And if you're a diehard, you're getting 20% off on that. Yeah, and this, so as you spoke to the bar, this Saturday we have... The Masters, the Nuggets, the Rockies, the Rapids, the Avalanche, and we're now showing UFC fights. Oh, wow. Oh! That is going to be a wreck. Let's go. Are you back Saturday, Suze? You is it a Suze I'm Saturday? back tomorrow. I'm back tomorrow. Let's go. I'm ready I'm for it. I'm going to be at the bar from about 11 to 1, and that's not 1 p.m. That's 1 a.m. Wow. That is spicy, Spencer. Yeah, it's going to be a good day. It's going to be a great... I, I almost didn't one. have enough room in our schedule to put everything. In fact, I left UFC out because we're just going to you know, do its own thing. But like, it, Saturday is going to be a day for the ages. We're kind of in that like sports time right now where baseball's starting. Still got basketball. We still got hockey. No football, but golf. You know, the big golf guy I am. Golf is in like a great place. Masters weekend. Yeah. And so it's almost like that October where you get all the four major sports. We have three uh, right now, but it's it's a great time for sports. We just had the NCAA championship. It's this is a this is a good time. This is a lot. Of, this, Hope Springs Eternal great. still for the Rockies. True. Yeah, we we got a lot to look forward to. Three game losing streak, but they're still two and three. I mean, you you get a win tonight, and you're like three and three. You're like. Wow, that was a very successful road trip to Southern California at a time in which the Dodgers and Padres are equally better than they've ever been. Correct. Yeah, you 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 go 500 on the road, and that's always been a thing for the Rockies. Like even in their best seasons, you know, 500 on the road in any professional sporting event, in any professional sport league, mm-hmm. sporting league is is great. And the Rockies can win at Coors Field. They're comfortable here. No one else is technically comfortable here. Um, so if they can go 500 on the road against two of the maybe the two best teams in the National League, I will take it. Now two and four, it's a, it's too early to jump off of, of any bandwagon. Two sure. and four doesn't feel as good, but winning two of these four games is still a semi win against the the teams that they face. Yeah, Rockies and and are comfortable at home. Other teams are uncomfortable. I, we've known each other for a while, so I'm not comfortable uh, asking you, Spence, if if you're late uh, swinging on fastballs with, from your significant other. Uh, and if you know you're failing to make hard contact, you know don't answer that. It's fine. Well, I have a kid on the way in July, so I think I'm all right. All right, you were you were all right <laughs> that one time. But look, fear not, because the ultimate manager of the year is Roman. Uh, Roman is the digital health clinic for men, addressing of a variety of those sensual health needs and offering a genuine medication that helps achieve and and maintain 
That's the key part. Uh, Rowan offers a personal health experience on their website, ro.co slash dnvr. That's the site you want to go to. Complete the questionnaire, get diagnosed by licensed physicians, receive free delivery with discreet packaging, ongoing care, and even more. So to learn more about how you can achieve your personal sexual health goals, go to ro.co slash dnvr to get 20% off your entire first order. That's ro.co slash dnvr. And he's talking about the sporting leagues being 500. I hope the DNVR bowling team is going to be a lot better than 500 because we have joined one, Volo Sport. Check this out. Uh, head over to volosport.com. They're the largest social sports company in the U.S., and we've got a bowling league that's causing a lot of friction around here. I know RK wants to have us like qualify during tryouts to figure out who the team is. Um, full disclosure, I was a varsity bowler as a freshman in high school, 185 average high game of 280 missed a perfect game by one strike. And even a couple of years ago, I bowled a 245 with a lane ball. So I think we know who's bowling anchor on our team. Oh, damn. So I, yeah, see, I signed up cause I'm like, Oh, that'd be fun to do every once in a while. And I hate admitting this cause I'm <laughs> as competitive as it gets in everything. I suck at bowling. I tried. I've tried to be good. I've tried to learn the spin. I've tried wow. to do all this. I suck at it. I'm horrible. So I won't make the team. I'm getting cut. I'm getting that letter so in you, my locker from the coach. You take the pins out of pins and aces because more like gutters and aces for you. <laughs> yes, huh? yes. Susie, are you are you a good bowler? What's what's your situation? And you go lefty too, don't you? Well, our Monday night is, uh, that's the night for us, the Monday night league uh, down in Cherry Creek. Save $10 with code DNVR. Spring League closes on April 13th, so make sure you get in on that. And just know uh, that when the adults play, the kids get to play for free because Volo Kids Foundation is a separate 501c3 that provides free sports camps to kids in each Volo city. The other spring sports they got going on, kickball, soccer, volleyball, softball, cornhole. Now that you're back in on that. I'm really good at cornhole. I, 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 will, yes. I will be um, conceited bocce? about, about that. bocce. It's like miniature bowling. I'm, Not, I'm good at bocce. I, like I haven't bocce. played it enough to know. I'm I'm still a rookie in. I'm still in the uh, single A of bocce. Okay, pickleball. Pickleball, I'm okay. At. I yeah. feel like everyone should be fairly good at pickleball, which is why it's very popular and growing sport, right? Yeah, some hand-eye coordination is really all you need. Yeah. That's that's perfectly fine. Yeah, you can you can uh, sign up for all those kind of leagues uh, going on here uh, over at Volosport.com. Tonight's game, Herman Marquez versus Julio Urias. So you got your ace on the hill. I've been thinking about, and I got to talk to Marquez and Freeland because the last couple of years they've kind of been flipping their order. Like Freeland is is trailing Marquez. Last year Marquez was trailing Freeland, and what that impact is like when it comes to you know, stepping on the hill and you have a three-game losing streak. That's less likely to happen if you're following your ace, if you're following the opening day starter. So Freeland isn't going to have to worry about that as much. Marquez is the one that has to stop the streak. So Freeland almost has the easier job in a sense. He might not have to stop a losing streak, but he's going to have to sort of follow in the performance of a Hermen Marquez. But you got to feel good with having your opening day starter on the hill in L.A. where he's had a lot of success to try to, to try to halt this thing and get back to 500. Absolutely, and I think it, it may be just me, um, you know, with my selective Rockies memory because I like to remember <laughs> the, the good things, but I think the Rockies have touched up Urias a few times. 
Yeah. Um, mostly probably in Coors Field, but uh, I, I do feel like they've gotten to him a bit. This game, you know, talking about the, the betting angle of it, like the first five inning under, I love. And that, you know, that was on, on, its, on pace to hit last night with two of the fifth starters, if you will. Right. Obviously got crushed by that fifth inning. But yeah. it was, you know, 2 nothing. I see a 2-1 game, maybe 1-1 game going into the sixth inning tonight. Marquez is the guy that can stop this. And, you know, the, the one thing that's funny is when we go out on the road, we, I mean, the Rockies, you know, I play for the team, obviously. Um, <laughs> when, when the Rockies go out on the road, it flips like you get worried about them at the plate. But I actually get excited for our pitchers because of, you know, it's just kind of a known thing that it's not easier to pitch. It's never easy to pinch, pitch against a Dodgers lineup, but they get more movement on their pitches. They they can gain some confidence coming back before they come back home Thursday from pitching at Dodger Stadium, Petco Park, et cetera. And other than the walks, I, I, I've liked what I've seen from everybody so far. You like Marquez tonight, Susie? Uh, I love Marquez tonight. Also, the absolute irony... Last night was the Urias bobblehead giveaway night, but he's pitching tonight. Hilarious so to me. So close. So close. So close. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I maybe maybe I'm I'm picking nits as it were. Um, but shouldn't you be giving bobbleheads away on week weekday games? Like, isn't that isn't that going to going to encourage attendance? Like, you're giving it away on the weekend. People are already coming to those games. I think it, think that's nice that the Rockies do that, but and, and again they don't really have to worry about attendance. But if they're going to, I mean, don't you don't you give the bobblehead away during the week? Doesn't that make sense for increasing attendance? I don't know. Rockies don't have any any issue with that, but I feel like that makes sense. I always thought that was strange to give them away on the weekends because people are already going to those weekend games. Do they not have enough confidence in the guys they're making bobbleheads of that they don't think it's going to move the needle? I'm concerned. I did not have that angle, but that, that, maybe that maybe. is that is an interesting angle. Could be. No, I don't know. The, Do, uh, like I say, the Dodgers have so many bobbleheads. I left LA at the end of last season with like three bobbleheads from like one series. And yet we have not made any social media content with a slingshot trying to hit those bobbleheads. Spence, you seem like a guy who has a. Who's owned a slingshot once or twice in his life? I, I do. I have a nice wooden slingshot. I What's do up? have one of those. If, yeah, I, I could tell. Back in the day. I'm I don't know you call that one. Slingshot Smith. I mean, I think that's a great, <laughs> great nickname for you. That's perfect. Um, I, I want to ask you this, Spence, because Susie, I mean, you were there, so it's a little different. Do these quicker games make it a lot easier to watch West Coast games either – you kind of want to watch even when it starts at eight ten, but now you're like, I'll I'll finish all nine innings because it's you know it's gonna be three hours tops. Does that make it better and a more enjoyable or easier experience to watch? Oh, absolutely. And I, I you know we haven't necessarily talked about this, me and you specifically on the pod since spring training, but I feel like this like the pitch clock scenario has. No, it's obviously changed the game. We we know that. We know how like little you had a nine run inning last night and still under three hours. That's just like almost impossible. But the like it hasn't felt like rush to me at all. Like I've watched the you know all five Rockies games front to back, and I haven't been like oh this pitcher's hurrying or it's just no quit dicking around for lack of a better term on the mound. Quit rubbing your you know your leg, touching your hat, touching your hair. Doing all this, just like get back on the rubber and throw the ball. It hasn't felt rushed though. It hasn't felt like it's like, oh, this guy's like 
sprinting to the mound to pitch his next pitch. Right. It, and and the pitch clock's not even in the, you know, I know the pitchers can see it, but it's not. I, I thought it would be also be part of the visual. Like, it would be in the background of, like, where you could see it. I believe last, or there was a game maybe yesterday or today where there was, or two nights ago where uh, a pitcher got away with, like, an eight-second call. And somebody thought that he should have been, you know, he should have gotten called on. He got away with it. So they're still obviously learning. But I have not watched a game yet and felt like it was rushed, which is good, which is what I thought kind of would happen. You know, it looked a little rushed in spring training when they were getting used to it. But, yeah, when you, you know, last night the game's ending and it's almost 11 o'clock, which you expect on the West Coast, but not like, oh, my God, that game could have gone till midnight with a nine-run inning. That's the word rush. Quick doesn't mean rush, right? If, you're, if you've got good tempo, it's like, again, oh, wow, you're sprinting. You're like, no, this is me jogging. I just happen to be a fast person. Yeah. So you're right. We're, they've just taken out those kind of low moments. And again, Susie, you've pretty much said that. I mean, the game moved along last night. It was quick. 240-something, 247. So one of the longer ones that the Rockies have had this year and for all the runs uh, that were scored in the, the pitching changes uh, in, in the middle of the innings. In general, it, it's nice. It was... It was smooth. It was easy. It's good. This is a good thing. It's it's so interesting. Do you want to know what the pitch clock in these faster games are doing to fans at Dodger Stadium? Because I'll give you a hint. It's not good. Oh, so we we well we had talked about this that this idea that because the games are moving quicker, so now instead of the fans showing up in the third and leaving the sixth, now they're showing up in the top of the fifth and leaving because you got to beat the crowd. Now you got to leave in the bottom of the fifth. So here's the thing. <laughs> Here's the thing that is happening at Dodger Stadium. So fans aren't necessarily getting here too much later than they they already get here. But since the games are so quick, they're staying for the whole game. And now traffic leaving the game, there's no flow to it. So that is the trend that they've seen at Dodger Stadium these oh. first few games. People are actually staying till the end of the game. It's unheard of here in L.A., but it's they're happening. They're staying, so therefore they are suffering in L.A. Mm-hmm. A little bit. Okay. A little bit. Interesting. Uh, so Sunday's game was two hours, three minutes. All time, that was the 12th quickest game in Rockies history. That was game four of their season. 12th quickest. The quickest game ever. 2006. Uh, it was actually a game in Seattle. So I'm guessing they just really wanted to get out of there. One hour, 52 minutes. That's like mind-blowing. Again, thinking about what we were just like last year question is will we have a new record holder will we see a game quicker than an hour 52 we saw two hours three minutes on sunday in san diego does that record get beaten yes yeah i i would agree with Suze there i i do believe it does i don't <laughs> don't think it'll be at coors field but you know they play plenty of games in san diego san francisco uh la it, I, I don't think it'll be here if it's here that's incredible but usually, you know, there's there's that one inning where you can't either the Rockies pitchers can't get an out or they they get you know they bat around. I think once in order to have the quickest game ever, I think the second an inning gets like three to four runs, unless it's just like quick hit, quick hit, home run. That the walking guys that's going to take it out immediately. Right. So, well, I'll be on watch for that now. I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be curious, but I I don't think it'll be at Coors Field. I think that's an even bigger feat. Nice. I like no, that. No, that's almost impossible. Yeah. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting how that ends up going down with just how quick um, these games are because they're, they're, they're just moving along at a, at a really good pace, and that's 
uh, that's obviously a, a really positive thing. And, and you kind of go back and you think, oh, the three batter minimum is really helpful. Because imagine if you just had one hitter uh, that, that you faced. You walk a guy, now bring in the left-hander, faces one hitter, now bring in the right-hander. That slows everything down. So we already had that in place. So that kind of made it a little bit easier, a little bit more manageable. There's a new account that's out there. I don't even think it has 1,000 followers yet. It's interesting. And it probably should have always existed, but I find this to be slightly interesting. It's called at MLB possession. And this person, I guess, kind of like would it dong. It just generates everything from baseball savant. And this person calculates the time of possession. Although it's not the possession you think, because baseball is the only sport in which the defense controls the ball. Right? Oh yeah. Defense has the ball. Um Mind-blowing there for some of us. So <laughs> Never thought of it that But way. the time of possession is more of when you are at the plate. So this account will keep track of like how long your team was hitting. And so, for example, on Sunday, the two-hour and three-minute game, the Padres were at the plate for 29 minutes and 24 seconds. Rockies, 33 minutes, 24 seconds. So it was like 46% to 54% was like the breakdown of like how long you're at the plate. And then it even keeps track of how long uh, the longest half inning was. Six minutes and 52 seconds, which doesn't really seem that long to begin with. Longest at bats. So that's, again, another fun little wrinkle that weird people that are into statistics like I am get to enjoy and and start talking about time now with baseball. And we've never really had a chance to do that before. And so I, I definitely welcome new ways to talk about numbers and statistics. Patrick, I have to correct you here, though. This is not a new account. This account has existed since 2019. And still no one cares. I care now. <laughs> I, I see I you at MLB Possession. I think more people care now, yeah. We'll see. So, so this is my my uh, my account to click. Let's see how many more followers. That could be a new <laughs> new wrinkle for next year. Or maybe by the end of the month, everybody finds a new baseball account. They're like, everyone needs to jump on board. No one's paying enough attention to this person. It, it is a great thing to keep track of. The one statistic I'm worried about personally is how many beers I'm going to be able to drink in a game now. Ooh. It's it significantly cut that down. And also, I hope, you know, I'm, I am going to go to opening day Thursday. And I want to see, like, I'm not, I'm not the guy that goes and, and doesn't watch the game. I'm never that guy. Uh, like, any game when people are like, oh, let's meet up at halftime. I'm like, cool. Like, when the third quarter starts of whatever this game is, I'm... I'm out. Like you can continue to talk on the concourse. I'm going to watch the game. Like I came here to watch the game. We can go to a park if we want to just sit and talk for two hours. But the you know I, I'm a, I'm going to be excited to see the the quickness of the people coming up and down the aisle serving drinks. You know maybe I order two instead of one, so I'm not mm. missing out on anything. You know bathroom breaks. The the aisle seat is much more valuable now because you just go up and come right back down. I, I'm I'm a little nervous. I, I don't want to miss a lot of the game. Like I don't want to do that. And uh, you know, my my half innings are gonna have to be cut down. I'm gonna have to be quick. And you gotta make sure your pregame here at the DNVR bar is like it goes that much better. So that's that's kind of a key factor. Yeah, exactly. Just set, you know, preparation for the game is Susie, when huge. you leave the press box now to get your beers, like you're gonna have to move a lot quicker this time. No, no. You know what? People down below the press box in those seats uh, behind home plate, they always offer to throw me up a beer. So, uh, you know, maybe I'll take them up on that. That's very generous. I think I think the only way fans are fans are just going to have to change the way that they acquire their concessions. It's going to have to be you get to the park earlier, you stock up and then those those beer vendors who walk up and down the aisles 
they are going to make bank because people are not wanting going to get not going to want to get up. But yeah, I think pregames are going to go hard now. I think people are just going to have to stock up. But I think it's doable. I think it's doable. And honestly, like you know, maybe we should have been doing this the whole time. Yeah, I, uh, on Wednesday we're going to get a chance to go down to the ballpark, see some of the new things that they uh, they've got in store for 2023 to maybe make the transaction go a little bit quicker uh, when you're grabbing some food or some snacks. And uh, obviously we'll, we'll talk about that in the next couple of days, but our friends at FOCO, you got to make sure that you look right. You're, you're, you're dressed up or your man cave or your, your home studio. If you're doing podcasts, whatever it is, uh, no matter what team doesn't even have to be here in Colorado, you can go to FOCO.com and use promo code DNVR for 10% off and get all kinds of bobbleheads. They got cool hats, shirts. They got all the college teams. I mean, when I, when they, we first got an opportunity to get a couple of, you know, items and take a look around. There was like 25 different pages of a hundred images of college, uh, teamed hats. And it was like, Oh my God, this is never ending. So it, it's going to have something for you, uh, or someone in your family. So make sure you're going over to foco.com and use code DNVR for 10% off all non presale items. Uh, when you use that promo code DNVR, as we said, Game Time Tickets is the spot to go for uh, the home opener on Thursday. It's a great spot where if you wait until about 60 minutes, um, 61 minutes, you want to get in there because at 60 minutes, I think you can no longer purchase your tickets. But if you wait closer to the start of an event, doesn't even have to be a, a baseball game, doesn't have to be basketball, hockey, it could be a concert, whatever it is. You go to Game Time Tickets, you can get up to 60% off you know, the face value of what those tickets are. It's it's really great, super convenient, especially if you're hanging out around a ballpark or some kind of venue, whatever it may be. That's the spot that you're going to go. I've, I've seen shows at Red Rocks for as little as $15, even after the service charge. That's the thing. You go click that all in button, and then you don't even have to worry about the service fees. Just go bottom line, what am I paying? Yes, I like that price. So you can definitely take advantage of it. In fact, uh, Game Time Tickets, uh, we got something that showed the all of the prices for all of the opening day and the home openers. I'm not mad at you. We had a, we had a meeting here earlier, uh, last week. I'm not mad at most people if they, they call Thursday opening day, because it's not. Opening day was last Thursday. This is the home opener. But if you say opening day, that's okay. That's fine. At least we know what you're talking about. If you're talking about a future game, it's opening day. If you're talking about the past, that's opening day. But interesting prices. Where do you guys think the Rockies sit? All 30 teams, the average ticket price for opening day slash home opener. Number I'm one being guess. the most expensive. Number one's most expensive. Number 30 is least expensive. I'm going to guess there's somewhere in that like bottom 10 because Rockies games are affordable, but I know there are some stadiums that like no one even wants to go to ever. So there's gotta be some stadiums okay. that are cheaper than I'm going to say they're 11th. Ooh, going the other way highest. on this. Yeah. Susie's on the money. They're 20th. Wow. Rocks nationals. Um, uh, as of last week was $95 was the average ticket price. The highest, uh, all around all of MLB. No surprise. Yankees. Uh, that was $371 <laughs> average price for those. And then the most affordable, which was mildly surprising, the Miami Marlins. So you go, eh, all right. No one goes, goes there. Games. But they're playing the Mets. I'm like, okay, that's nothing but Mets fans in Miami. $47.50 for an average price. So imagine the cheapest seat just to get into the ballpark on legitimately opening day against the Mets. That's not too bad. I, I do think one of the funniest things about opening day in general is the fact that Generally, it was on a, you know, Friday here. Now it's a Thursday. The average ticket price on, you said it was 97 for the Rockies this year? 95, yeah. Ni 95 yeah. on a Thursday, 
Friday, Friday night, it's like 30, you know? Oh, so yeah. it, it's crazy how just that one <laughs> game, like everybody's like, oh, I want to go, you know, I'm, I'm in the same boat, so I get it. Um, but I, I would always like defer to the second day. I'm already going to be downtown Thursday, so I'm just going to go. Uh, I'm going to use game time for sure, but it, uh, it's funny how that one day just is a crazy difference. I'm, I'm so frugal, but I, I'm, maybe I'm changing. Maybe I'm changing my ways as I get older, but I'm so frugal that I'd go, wait a minute, for the price of opening day or the home opener, I could go to like the next three and then still have money left over. I'd rather go to the next three. Although I'm slowly starting to change that and just like, ah, eh, all right, I'll go where the crowd is. That'll be fun. There'll be more juice in the stadium. It's also a day game versus the night games on Friday and Saturday. So I don't know. What, what would you do, Susie? You get the big game or just take the next three days for the same value? You know what? Um, FOMO always gets me. So <laughs> I would I know hate to miss out. I would hate to miss out on opening day or home opener because it is just it's so magical. Everyone's there. It's one of the most exciting days in Colorado every single year. Can't you can't miss that. You can't miss Hashtag that. Hashtag foam opener. Okay. Um there there were some surprising like average ticket prices. Uh Orioles, seventh highest. That seems high. I mean, they their home openers against the Yankees, but Baltimore is not that good yet and not that financially solvent of a city where they could be the seventh highest. Uh Rangers kind of mm -hmm. high. I get it. They got all these guys making 200, 300 million dollars. Guardians, 14th highest, that seems high. And even the Rays at 23rd highest average price seems high. On the good side, Cubs are 15th. Chicago, that that seems like affordable. 129, I mean, it's a lot of money, but for Chicago and to go see the Cubs at Wrigley Field, for that to only be the 15th highest uh, of all teams seems pretty good. Angels, the Angels in Los Angeles, asterisk, um, 106. Like that's 17th highest. White Sox, 19th. Nationals, Washington, D.C., we get it. They really stink. Uh, 26th, that's very affordable. And then Brewers, 27th. Milwaukee, a very affordable city. Uh, some have even said it's the crown jewel of the Midwest. Sorry, Susie. Oh, my gosh. Um, I am shocked that Angels is the Angels are as expensive as they are because that's kind of a cheaper stadium. And also, like, I don't know. It's so far out of the way for a lot of people. I'm I'm a little shocked. I'm a wow, little shocked. So we're, we're exact opposites then. I think it's actually too low. You think it's too high. I think it's a little too high. Um, I'm a little surprised. I think Wrigley is too low only because supply and demand, that stadium has such a smaller capacity than pretty much every other stadium. I, I'm surprised that it's not it's not higher for, for Wrigley. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. And then, yeah, Cleveland. Like, it's Cleveland. I mean, I, you guys are good. You're probably going to win the Central again, but... That might be uh, that might be a, a bit too much. Bummed mm -hmm. out. Cleveland's amazing. Get out of here. <laughs> Bummed out a little bit that Kyle Freeland did not win Play of the Week. Jeff McNeil got he got like a an honorable mention. Uh, Kyle Freeland. The Jeff McNeil play was really good. I still lean more towards the Kyle Freeland thing, but we did have a big award there. Uh, you probably saw over on social media at DNVR underscore Rockies on Twitter. CJ Crone named the National League. Player of the week, uh, off of a huge week, hit 467, two doubles, three homers, seven RBI, three runs scored over four games with a 1,200 slugging percentage, 529 on base percentage, so 1729 for his OPS. Absolutely amazing for CJ Crone.
You know what? I asked CJ how he felt about this honor, and I swear on my life, nothing excites him. He's just like, yep, just another week, you know, whatever. <laughs> like, CJ, be excited. This is awesome. Yeah, and, and he's, he's hanging in the place that he was uh, an all-star at last year, so I imagine uh, that kind of has a, a warm feeling kind of in his mm-hmm. tummy a little bit. Uh, Anthony Rendon, probably he should not feel warm in his tummy because he was suspended four games for his altercation. Spence, did you get a chance to see um, Anthony Rendon's uh, little dust-up with a fan there in Oakland? I did not. I, yeah. I saw the suspension come down yesterday, but didn't get a chance to look at what happened. Hands on a guy. Hands on the jerseys. Would you call me? Holding his jersey. Yeah. Then tried to do a quick little swipe. The guy moved away, and it was like, that just doesn't happen in 2023. You know, what's crazy about that is uh, it's becoming a thing a little bit more in the NBA and becoming sure. like ex- like guys have been getting kicked out. A guy got kicked out of the Nuggets game on Sunday for saying something to Draymond Green. Now, he came back and the whole crowd was cheering for him. It was great. <laughs> he had his little kid with him. He had like a seven-year-old with him. He's sitting courtside. They kicked both of them out. Yes. And I felt so bad for this kid because this kid just like grabbed his little Rocky <laughs> stuffed animal and walked out with his dad or whoever it was. And then they let him back in. But... I do think, in general, I I kind of, you know, people are like all oh, these players. They 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 make millions of dollars, but some th- there's things that people could say to me that would make me that angry. So it's it's kind of hard to let it go. And I I, be, I do side with the players a little bit on this. Now, obviously, you can't grab someone's jersey. That's a, that's a little far. But I I do know like with with how these players' lives are just under a microscope. There's there's things that people can find that and then say that would not make any of us happy. So I, I do right. side with the players a little bit on that, but you can't grab the dude. No. Yeah, I'm curious. I would love to know what that dude said to Anthony Rendon that made him act like that. I want to know how much of an overreaction that is. I want to know where we are on the spectrum of that. What I think in the clip, Rendon says like, would you say, yeah, you called me a B. I was like, oh, that that's it? I mean, I mean that's still bad. But at the same time, it's like, you are going to lose a lot more than this guy will. But... You know, I know, I know how in the NBA, like they get really close, especially in the tunnel. That's a spot where you can kind of reach out and touch somebody that doesn't really happen in baseball. You kind of can't get to the players, especially now that they've got the netting up that goes from foul pole to foul pole. So it becomes incredibly hard to get on the field. You'd have to almost jump down into the outfield if you wanted to make a proposal, which of course, you know, we've, I think Susie discussed it on Friday. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, the, the Washington post interviewed the couple for you know, for the guy who ran out on the on the field, was there was there still a buzz in the stadium or or in the press box? I don't know if you asked anybody, Susie, about the guy who went on the field, proposed to uh, what's now his fiance, and then totally got taken out by Brian Erlacher. I have so much to say about this, actually. Well, first of all, I saw the Dodger Stadium DJ yesterday, and I was like great music choice after that tackle. That was incredible. He's like, thank you. Everyone's asking me about it. Like it's actually been like pretty funny. What was um, it again? It was, um, I don't know the name of that song. You got to look it up. Um, uh, I'm not singing today, but, um, whatchamacallit. Um, uh, where was I in the story? Where was I in the story? Um, the uh, oh yeah. So I was saying to the guys, I'm like, Oh, like, why would you propose like that? Cause then you can never come back to Dodger stadium. They're like, it's not a lifetime ban. It's a one season ban. That's it. That's it. So, so you there could- you go. If you run on the field at Dodger stadium, it's just a season. So you could do it in consecutive games. You do it game one sixty two, and then you do it in game one. So yeah, that it should be more than that. I mean, well, you know, 
I don't. I don't think. It, I think if you do it on the last game, it's probably you're banned for a that calendar next year. It's not. Yeah, not a not a season, not a championship season. Uh, it's uh, it's an actual calendar year. You should get at least five years. I get a lifetime ban seems like a lot, but at the same time, what are you doing on the field? You should not be on the field. Period. It's not about you. No one cares about you and your situation. We are here to watch the athletes doing it. That's why we paid a ticket. Get off the field. Nobody cares about you. Oh man, Patrick is heated. I like this. Do you it's remember? You don't care. About do you these remember people? when all those girls kept running onto the field at Dodger Stadium to hug Cody Bellinger? <laughs> it was like a couple of years ago. It happened more than once. Yeah, Spence. Cody I, Bellinger's feeling, not even a good-looking dude. Spence, I'm feeling pushback. I can feel the vibes. Well, you, you're you're okay with people. <laughs> Running onto the field and, and damn near almost assaulting players? <laughs> no. Defend I, your take. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, I was actually talking about this uh, at the at the Nuggets game the other day. I was like, if you get a ban, yeah. like, how strict is that? Like, if I got banned. Enforceable, and, you mean, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, if I got banned and I was like, hey, Patrick, let's go to the Rockies game today. You buy the tickets under your name. Give me your ticket. I'll walk in. Some random... 85-year-old named Glenna that's checking your bag and your tickets not going to be like, hey, are you banned from here? You know, like, that's not enforceable at all. So, like, I, if you're going to take the chance, you might as well do it. it. Sounds to me like this is now a conspiracy that you're running, getting other people to buy your tickets. This goes a lot deeper than just a one-season ban, Spence. Well, I just don't think it's a ban is enforceable at a stadium with 30,000 people. Well, you've never like, been to Madison they, Square Garden. Do because... they brief every day and like have like a, no. a list of people that are like, hey, if you see this face, no, he's out. Not now, but uh, Madison Square Garden, they've got facial recognition technology now because there's uh, a season ticket holder that is a part of a group that is suing uh, MSG and, and James Dolan, the, the owner of MSG and the Knicks and the Rangers. And so James Dolan has facial recognition technology for people when they come in and come out so that the the person who's the lead lawyer, I'll say, I should say allegedly for all of this, even though I know it's true, but allegedly, um, the, the lead lawyer in this case, they want to make sure that this person can't get in so they can be like, no, you're suing us, so we're not going to allow you to get in. So that's what's going on right now in New York City. Eventually, they will have that kind of technology spent. So just... Just stay off the court, stay off the field. If hockey fans are really, hockey fans are the most polite because they never get on the ice. And yeah, besides the fact that it's almost virtually impossible, I'm just going to give them credit and say, hockey fans, thank you for never going out on the ice. The way Spencer is defending people who run out onto the field makes me think he actually did run out onto the field at some point, and he's been dodging his lifetime ban from Coors Field this whole time. Well, now, I, you know, I'm a guy that I can't say no to a dare. So now, like, I might, just to prove a point to the DNVR Rockies crew, I might just charge Coors Field on Thursday. Would Would you do it for a golf event? Like, would you do it at TPC Scottsdale if you were dared? That... Uh, you know, it would have to involve like if it if it got me enough publicity, yes, absolutely. Publicity, like the for guy, your book that's coming out, the, or the what? Guy, the guy that did it for my my podcast, you know, oh, for yes, my yes, brand, yes. my my right. human brand. If if I, you know, that guy that did it this year at the Waste Management Open, he's like he like tripled his followers on Instagram. Super famous. I mean, wow. one night in jail. Four hundred fifty followers now. I think he's Let's up to go. like over a hundred k. Okay. Like he's actually super famous, but no, if it, if the juice is worth the squeeze, I would run onto the field, wow. golf or baseball. Spencer, I'm so concerned. I see the wheels turning. I see your eyes lighting up. You got to set on the way. You got to be responsible right now. I'm just Reel thinking about in. how 
I'm just thinking about how to get around the netting. That's my current issue. Maybe I'll just have to jump down left field. Okay. Or you bring a pair of scissors and just kind of cut through the Just a, the slowly netting. cut like one per inning and then like eighth inning, just dive through it. Yeah, it's just a human, human find the, shape. Find the slowest ball boy that's going to, or the slowest security guard. That That's impossible for the ball boys because they have to go through American Ninja Warrior training now. I, again, <laughs> you, need to, you need to listen to our podcast because Susie and I, we've been breaking it down. Uh, here for quite some time the the 40 the 40 times for some of these ball people is uh is absolutely amazing Susie would you do something like that to triple your uh your follower base here on Twitter or Instagram I don't think you do it for baseball because that's 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 kind of your your area but would you do it at a another sporting event something like that I would never do it for baseball I am I'm low-key such a chicken as much as I root for chaos I don't want to get in trouble so I I wouldn't I wouldn't do it okay yeah, I'm just uh, I'm just con- pondering now. I'm pondering. Kylie, come get your man. He is <laughs> he is thinking about ruining your lives. Maybe maybe it could be like a crossover uh, event that uh, you could terrorize. You know, an event over at Infinity Park for American Raptors, but it's like all orchestrated. You know, one of those where. No one's going to pay close <laughs> enough attention to know, like, wait a minute. I, nobody tackled her at all. They just, she she walked herself off like the security didn't come over. There's something suspicious about this. But you know what? Hey, we'll we'll have to see if we can make some, maybe make something like that work out, you know? I would hate that if um, all the rugby dudes weren't in on how it was a fixed um, event. I, I would be worried that one of them would tackle me because I met them at the meet and greet. They're huge and I do not want to be tackled. That would that would kill me. It would end my life. You would be absolute any of us would be absolutely obliterated. Oh. That'd be the worst. That might be the worst field to charge. True. Cuz they have the best form tackling. They also don't care if they tackle you probably. There's probably not much security there. They also have precision with that ball. So they could also at a distance just snipe you from like 60 yards away and just kick one right off your dome. Yeah, and you're done. You're screwed. So we'll work on we'll work on the details, Susie. I'll write up a script and we'll get okay. it figured out for this summer. You know? Okay. We'll get, we'll talk about it when I get, get back. Summer. You got a busy summer between going down to Albuquerque to sing the national anthem, and then also to uh, you know to go down there and, and, and have this big event. So um, th- this has been a lot of fun, of course, as always. We still got an opening day show that'll be dropping early Thursday morning, so it'll be a full day. Hopefully, you've already laid the groundwork for taking the day off. Uh, here uh, in in Denver, so that you can go to the home opener uh, for for all the information on the Rockies and, and all the shenanigans on Twitter at dnvr underscore Rockies at Patrick D Lyons is where I'm at at Big Drive Spence. You can find me on Twitter, guys. You can find me at the Susie Hunter on all platforms. On all platforms, you got to follow her to make sure uh, if she's going to jump out on any kind of field of play at any event. NWSL. Perhaps Angel City FC, you have to follow her to find out about that. Uh, This has been very momentous, but uh, of course, you know what they say when they talk about momentum and baseball and baseball podcasts. Susie? No. No, I have no idea. (laughs) They say it's only as good as your next show, so we will see you Thursday morning for the home opener on the DNVR Sports Channel here on YouTube.